Ladies and gentlemen of the interwebs, welcome back to Let's Talk About It, a Tugiwaki podcast. And this is episode 10 and the final installment in our Kuishi Maju series. Now, Kuishi Maju is Swahili for living abroad. And our guest today has been living abroad for seven years. She's originally from Uganda and she came to Kenya in 2014 to study at Desta University where she graduated with a magna cum laude with a degree in music. Now, our guest today is a sharp talking lady. She has so many feathers in her hat. She's a chef, a food blogger, a sportswoman, an athlete, a musician, a teacher, a homemaker, a singer, songwriter, and the list is really long. In her own words, she's a life changer, dream maker, an extreme hard worker. It's true. I've experienced the life-changing part of her existence. Once you encounter her, your life is never the same again. Our guest today is Priscilla Ariokot. And she's one of the most hardworking and dedicated women that I know. She's not faced by obstacles and is constantly achieving the impossible. I really admire that about her. So let's talk about it. Welcome, yeah. Priscilla. Welcome. Thank you, Tuki. <laughs> Thank uh, you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for on the podcast so today mm-hmm. the first question i have for you was mm-hmm. kind of what you expected it to be when you came well i think that it was it um may have exceeded my expectations in certain aspects but then in other things it was exactly what i expected it to be mm-hmm. um when i came initially you know you hear things stereotypes are a real thing um I'm not saying that they are real, just saying that the fact that they exist and people talk about them often is very real. Mm-hmm. So even before I came, several people have told me, um, watch out for this. People are like this. Mm-hmm. Or a certain tribe is like this. The girls in a certain tribe, they act like this. Even things like that. Tribe. Yeah. What? So I heard several things like that. And you know, I realized that a lot of those things are rooted in ignorance. Mm-hmm. If you do not no, if you have not experienced it, mm-hmm. how do you make an informed decisions about it? Mm-hmm. So I think that um, coming here, definitely uh, a lot of ideas in my mind. Um, I done my research. Mm-hmm. I knew where I like knew I was going to go, but it was very different from when I actually got there. You mean in terms of mm-hmm. like the campus school and mm-hmm. everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, even just weather. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I arrived in May and no one told me it's cold like that. Mm. So when I got off the flight, there's a very cold wind that hit me in my face. I remember it very well. And <laughs> so some, even as I've gone on my life past that moment, mm-hmm. when I have something abrupt or something new happen, my mm-hmm. mind automatically runs back to that day the and that moment. Airport. Yes, mm-hmm. the wind in my face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I came, I was really cold and I looked at my dad. And I'm telling him, what? <laughs> this is why you brought me. <laughs> really? Because, <laughs> you know, Kampala is sunny and very warm. Even in May? So, yeah. So you're saying, it's a cold. Oh, who? What? No. So, yeah, Kampala is sunny, um, warm. When it gets cold, it's for two hours. And then it's back to warmth. So I come here and it's big for me at the time. It's very big. So, like, the roads are big. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's just everything is bigger mm-hmm. and larger than you know what I was used to. Mm-hmm. So just the physical appearances were different for sure. But I think um with time I learned to adjust, of course. Um mm-hmm. Lunching, okay, this is my new normal. There's no getting away from it for now. So mm-hmm. I may as well just get used to, you know, being here. Adjust and everything. So yeah. you said um, Nairobi compared to Kampala in some aspects is bigger. The roads are bigger. The buildings are mm-hmm. bigger. How else is Kenya different from Uganda from what you've experienced? Oh, for the people for sure. <laughs> Tell us I more. Mean, there's a certain urgency um, mm-hmm. to get things done here that isn't as pronounced there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like everybody is on the move to go get something to, mm-hmm. to go to work or something like that. But on the other side, it's not like that mm-hmm. per se. And I think it's also attributed to the difference in upbringing mm-hmm. and also maybe education and then just in the general climate. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think even different things that influence the way Kenyans think in a way. So getting here and seeing how there are a lot of go-getters mm-hmm. in Kenya, a lot of people who go out after what they want, you know. And I think for me, that was one of the biggest challenges and not in a bad way, in a very good way, um, because it also opened me up to think, wait, Maybe there's a lot more than what I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, maybe I can achieve more. So the people, for sure, um, just the way they um, go about their lives, mm-hmm. but also in interactions and how people relate to one another. Mm-hmm. I find that it's more open and very casual. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's not very very formal like what I was used to. Like if I go into a room and maybe not even a room, like maybe a gathering mm-hmm. and the people I've never met before, mm-hmm. I wouldn't walk up to those people just like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're there. Let me go say hi. No, mm-hmm. I would not. <laughs> it's actually a very Kenyan thing. When you walk into a room and it's full of strangers, especially people who are older than you, you have to go say hi to each one of them. Like people catch feelings. Why did you enter this room? And not? when you can't see us, we're not here. I get like for elders, for mm-hmm. sure you go say hi to them mm-hmm. because it's just something that we know. But then like maybe a social setting, you know, maybe so you're going to your a age. little, uh-huh, people your age. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go talk to them, but I, I, it was very interesting to see people just go mingle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, hi, my name is Priscilla. What's your name? What do you do? Things like that. So that was very different for me. And it was interesting also because I didn't speak any Swahili before mm-hmm. I came to Kenya. I, I had no idea. So <laughs> it was so interesting because I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people find it hard um, understanding that not many Ugandans speak Swahili. People just automatically think because you're close to Kenyan, everyone, no, 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 it's not happening. So when I came, I intentionally asked the people that I knew mm-hmm. to address me in Swahili often. Mm. I learned by force. Mm. So, like, um, in a room, for instance, um, if we were just having casual conversation and then they would stop speaking because I was there, mm-hmm. they kind of make me feel sad, kiddo. Because <laughs> you're so, not really understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, 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 uh, I made sure that I learned 
also, so people would talk about me behind my back and I would know what they're saying. Mm. Yeah. Also, you know, that you knew the yeah. language, they took advantage. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but you're so smart. Guess... Yes, they didn't know you knew. Yeah, they didn't know I knew. <laughs> so let's go back to the first day you landed, you come out mm-hmm. of the plane, the wind just slaps you in the face. What other challenges did you face uh, when you mm-hmm. first arrived? Other than the language, um, the weather, what what were the other challenges that you faced? Um, okay, so when I came, I was in school. Mm-hmm. So I had this fear of like exploring mm-hmm. because I, I, I didn't understand the money mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense to me. So um, you go and you buy a pack of crisps for a hundred shillings. Mm-hmm. And that's about 3,500 or 600 Uganda shillings. Mm-hmm. It didn't make economical sense to me. So for a long time, in fact, for my whole first semester, I did not step out of the school gate. Wow. Mm-hmm. I big. I did not. I stayed uh-huh. in school for the whole sem. Um, between my room, the library, classes, the volleyball pitch. Mm. yeah so I left school that day I was going back home that day I was going to the airport it was like boarding school it was also yeah it was very boarding school so that fear of like what is out there is it am I going to get kidnapped Mm. you know am I going to be robbed you know small little irrational not necessarily irrational fears but just concerns people have Mm. you know Mm. for me they were magnified Mm. So I, I would just hide in school. I didn't have friends mm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also on me and my, the way of thinking that I had at the time. Mm-hmm. I was very, very cautious. I was still allowing myself to be informed by things that I'd had mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, some of those things came true. So that didn't help my case. Yeah. So I just hid in school. Because now I realized I was just hiding. Mm. yeah so it was hard to relate with people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because i just had these fears in my head in my, my head mm-hmm. yeah and i i i literally all i would do is study because that's what you came study to study some more yeah. exactly yeah. yeah oh my gpa in the first term was 4.0 see did i not say mm, that my first term see no because that's all i was doing for anyone who's in university right now it is possible to get a gp of 4.0 you just have no social life wow don't buy that's not not what i'm trying to say here (laughs) i'm just saying that is all i was focused on yeah so maybe to all the people listening it's more like if you focus on one thing, you'll probably do very well in that one thing. Yeah. What you yeah. put your energy into, you you basically reap what you say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now this, how have you managed to create a life mm. despite these challenges? Because now mm-hmm. you've been here for seven years. Um, mm-hmm. You finish university, you're working, you have your businesses. Mm-hmm. What, what what do you think was that switch? Like what happened and mm-hmm. and caused you to be able to now run for what you want to get? In this yeah, mm-hmm. I think 
I realized very early that my life is mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not a child anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I had a moment when I, I fell ill and I thought to myself, I can't call my parents because I'm not here. Mm-hmm. I have no friends. What am I going to do? And it's, it's a very lonely place to be when you're vulnerable mm-hmm. and you can't call anyone. There's no also because, you, yeah, you kind of put yourself in that situation in the first place. Mm-hmm. So for me, I had to, I realized very fast that I want to live my life a certain way. Mm-hmm. But to do that, I need to open myself up to a lot of things, mm-hmm. to friendships to different experiences Mm -hmm. because you cannot go where you're not ready to in your mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You won't make it there. So for me, I had to just wake up and be like, you can't keep living like this. It's not going to, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. No one is an island. No man is an island Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So Mm -hmm. I had to open my mind, be very open-minded. Don't be too close-minded because much as I may have had some bad experiences, mm-hmm. that's not all that was out there. And I learned that that's not all that was out there. Mm-hmm. There's someone who literally forced themselves into my life by force. Mm-hmm. He said, no, you have no friends. Me, I will be your friend. Mm-hmm. You know? And they kept bugging me. But I get it because it helped me mm-hmm. very much. So mm-hmm. opening my mind um, allowing myself to explore, to learn new things, mm-hmm. to meet people, and then also convincing myself. And this is something I tell people all the time. Mm-hmm. If you want something, just go for it. The worst that can happen usually is you'll be told no. Mm-hmm. Who died from being told no? <laughs> Nobody. From what you've just said, I like the fact that you had to choose in your mind what kind of person you want to be. Yeah. And I think that's, at least on this podcast, that's something that's really big, like knowing yourself, um, being aware of who you are, what you like, what you're about, and that it mm-hmm. takes some sense of isolation and aloneness to mm-hmm. really think about your life and what you want. And then now this the waking up and deciding, okay, you know what, this is what I'm going for. Yeah. So to see... To see you move from that place of loneliness and isolation and not being able to trust anyone to, I remember in your junior recital and your senior recital, you had to Mm -hmm. collaborate with a lot of people from the person doing the decoration to your background singers, to the people playing in your band. I would never have imagined you spent your first semester alone. (laughs) So there's this huge growth that took place. And we've been in this pandemic for quite a long while. And we've spent a lot of time alone with ourselves. Mm -hmm. It takes so much courage to sit down with yourself and decide, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to pursue. Mm -hmm. And and then waking up and getting it done. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. (laughs) Those Those are gems you're dropping. So... Do you still deal with homesickness? Being mm. up from home for seven years, what, what is that like now? Um, not as much, actually. Okay. When, when I came, I would go home in a sem maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's at the recess and also at the end of the semester. 
So okay. I'd go home two times a week. Okay. And and um, I had moments when I would feel homesick, but only when something really good happened and I wanted to share it with my mom and she wasn't there. Or if something bad happened and I wanted to talk to someone and I couldn't talk to them, mm. you know, like I could call them. Mm-hmm. But it's very different to be um, in person with someone else than you like, talk to them on the phone. Yeah, for sure. It's really different. Yeah. So um, I wasn't necessarily like down with homesickness mm-hmm. as much. Because also I was in boarding school for six years. Mm. I see my parents not often, you know. Mm. So that kind of prepared me for where I was going, you know. So I would feel homesick, yes, but not as much, and it wasn't as extreme. Because you had gotten used to living by yourself. Yeah. So for me, I think I'm very grateful that I haven't had big bouts of homesickness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have not. Um, But that doesn't mean I don't miss my family. Yeah. I mean, I don't miss my home. I mean, I don't miss the food. It just is. is the, the food is different. different. The food yeah. is different. Actually, that, that was, I thought you were going to say that's one of the things that's very different in Kenya. Um, oh, yeah, it is the different. Food. No, but it is different. Come on. Oh. The variety is way less. So, um, okay. It's true. <laughs> yeah, the variety is not as much as it is over there. But as I was saying, um, about homesickness, for homesickness, I understand why people would feel that way. Mm-hmm, I get mm-hmm. it completely. And also being in that place where I was alone. Yeah. It, it was, I realized I was making my, it harder for myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to create my own version of home while I was here, mm-hmm. while I have been here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And what does that mean? Creating your own version of home. Because that's yeah. that's so, a theme that's that's a theme that's come up like in the Krishimaju series. You mm-hmm. hear um the other guests talk about I've had to make my own version of home. So what's in what does that mean for you? Okay, so for me it started off with like a physical representation of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I had a little nook on my bed mm-hmm. in 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 River where I would um write stuff like in a journal, and just leave it there, you know? Mm-hmm. Look at pictures. I came with an album. for I didn't even think about it when I was living home with that album. Mm-hmm. But I came with it, and it really helped, you know? Mm-hmm. I would cook food from home here. Mm. I, would, I would call them. I would play Ugandan music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. And it really helped. It really go a long way mm-hmm. to help. Because even just... Three minutes of a song gets you through 24 hours. Mm. So I had to do things like that, like find community, find other people who were Ugandan as well and try to try to figure it out themselves. Mm. Mm. So it really helped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's very interesting for me. Like we carry home with us in our food, in our language, in mm-hmm music especially music Mm. and pictures and artifacts and your flag like it means something when you're at home you don't really care about your flag but when you leave you really don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is true but when you leave you're like because that that's that's red black and yellow this that's yeah from home that's ah." like i'll tell you like how 
I could be in a matatu. Mm-hmm. I remember this very well. I was in town, living ten kom in a matatu, going to Desta mm-hmm. in a bus. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you guys call them buses. Okay, the buses are matatus here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was in one of those city hoppers, and I was going to Desta. Mm-hmm. And then in front of me, when we got to about Stanley, mm-hmm. I hear these women talking, and they were gossiping about someone. But they were gossiping about them in Luganda. Oh, and they're saying some horrid things. Oh my god, so funny to me because <laughs> I was thinking, wait, they really think there's no one here who gets it. But much as they were not saying the right thing, it was kind of nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, so it was nice, <laughs> and it, I'm sure it was funny because. It thinking, really was funny. They're thinking no yeah. one else knows what it really was about. funny. I was so tempted to talk to them in Luganda, <laughs> but I was just like, that's not my business. <laughs> yeah. So how do you remain connected to your home country now? Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm very fortunate that yeah. I live with my brothers. Mm. And for them, they haven't been acculturated as much to mm-hmm. Kenya mm. because they came in a group the three of them came together mm-hmm. and they already had that the something they were hold they were being held together in that three person thing. Mm-hmm. So just being around them is very helpful because mm-hmm. I don't feel as bad as I used to feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel as homesick as I used to be. And even then it wasn't as much. Mm-hmm. So right now it's way less. I call home as often as I can. Okay. Yeah, because I just want to know how my parents are doing. Mm. You know, how my other siblings are doing. I just want to know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think the biggest thing is just being with my brothers where we are. Mm. And also, the pandemic has really helped because mm-hmm. for me, I have learned, I have really liked being here with them. Yeah, because we are at home. Mm-hmm. And then just, I could be in the kitchen and then I hear them speaking in Uganda and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you're not, you're not the only Ugandan anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So just having them around has been really helpful. I know that I'm very fortunate because a lot of people don't have that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of people are home alone and (laughs) get out can be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So how do you think living abroad has grown you and what has it shown you about yourself? Mm. Um, it has definitely shown me that I can be a lot more than I thought I would be. Mm. And it's opened my mind to so many different things that I can do. Mm-hmm. Things I didn't think I would ever do. Things I, I, I didn't think I would ever take seriously. Like what? Um, You know, I've always... I've always wanted to cook mm-hmm. and I always cook like, you know, I, 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 well, it was always a thing I was gravitating towards, mm-hmm. but I never thought it's something that I would take seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought that. And just being in an environment where everyone is going after something, you know, and also looking at where I am and seeing the life that I want to live. Mm-hmm. I know that there are certain things that I need to do in order to get to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that I definitely have to work harder than I had even thought I would work. Mm-hmm. You know, because I thought I'd go to school, study, get my degree, 
-hmm. then go get my master's and then hopefully go do my PhD and be a doctor Mm -hmm. of music or something. And I've realized that maybe there's even more to that. Maybe that's not all I can do. Maybe maybe I can try something new. Maybe, I don't know, Mm. you know, and seeing Mm. that, and also learning that um, a lot of times we limit ourselves. We are our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. We don't think beyond what we know. Mm. We when I think about it, I, I I consider the number of times I have blocked myself from my own blessings. Mm-hmm. I have blocked my own potential. I have gotten in my own way several times. Mm-hmm. And just seeing how people live here, mm-hmm. I'm like Afana. <laughs> there is one. There's nothing wrong with going after what you want. Yeah at all they you go go try it and um, open your mind to so many more possibilities mm. um in balakai i keep forgetting the verse but and um, the bible talks about you needing at least seven from streams of income mm-hmm. to to be successful mm-hmm. and then i look at myself i'm like hey seven who am i going to get seven from yeah and when i think about it now i'm just like that is a real challenge on its own. Mm. But where can I start? You know. Mm. So I keep telling people, if you can't do something, do it and do it well. Mm. And even if you fail at that thing, you will always be able like, hey, I tried it. Yeah. I also think that, I mean, there are people who are succeeding, like making money or they have exposure and they're not even good. So now imagine if you put in the effort, if you do your research and you get good at it, you, you, I mean, I think we're so afraid of failing. We're so afraid of these obstacles that appear bigger in our minds. But you yeah. can you can never know until you try. Yeah, that's very true. You and un- know. and until you realize it's your fear that's holding you back, or mm-hmm. your lack of discipline, or inconsistency, or your fear yeah. of standing out. You can never know until you try. You have to talk to yourself and be like, Chicky, I'm going to try. If I fail, at least I tried. I, yeah, I tried. But you can't, you can't blame anyone else for your failure yeah. if, you, mm-hmm. if you didn't even try. If you didn't past. try. Yeah. This is very true. Yeah. If you don't put in the effort, what do you expect to get? Nothing. <laughs> mm, like the faith without action is really dead. It yeah. really is. Yeah. So you, you have to try. Put yourself out there. You never know. So I know there are, there are poets who are listening, there are writers, there are sportsmen, there are cooks, there are mm-hmm. bakers, there are people who <laughs> you know what you want in your heart. Like you have this dream, but that's all it is. It's a dream. It's It resides in your heart. It resides in your head. But you just, you have to step out and try. And you know, a lot of times people think I need the best equipment. I need the best gear. <laughs> I need a six burner cooker to become a mm-hmm. test. You really don't. Mm. Mm. You really don't. You really don't need um top tier equipment to start recording music or to start mm-hmm. a podcast. People record podcasts with their earphones and their phone. Mm. So look at Moses. God told him you need to lead these people out of this place and take them to the promised land. Mm-hmm. And what did he have? He had a stick. I don't. He had a stick. Yeah. He had a stick. So what is your excuse? You know, a lot of people have nothing, and they're making 
so much out of that nothing. Mm. And you find that you are fortunate to find that um, your rent is paid. Mm-hmm. Your parents are taking care of you. You have gone to school mm-hmm. and you're sit- seated at home and you're not doing something about it. Mm. You know, when I started, I told you that for me, I realized that my life was my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I am the one who is living my life mm. at the moment. Mm. I will not always be in my father's house. I'm not there at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't see myself going back there. Yeah. So um, <laughs> when I, I look at my life, I think about what do I want for myself? Um, in 15 years, what do I want to have achieved? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can I get there with what I have? Mm-hmm. There is so much information that we don't take advantage of. There are so many needs around us that we have not opened our eyes to. Yeah. You live in an estate, for instance, that has um, maybe 20 houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You happen to be um, you happen to be a baker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are 20 houses in that estate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever thought that maybe you could teach the kids or the people in that estate how to do what you do? Have you ever thought that you could offer, um, let them know that, look, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Starting from where you are is such a very, it, it, it's very simple thinking that people don't think about. It should be automatic to be like, oh, okay, this is where I am. What can I do with what I have now to get me to where I'm going? Yeah. People, get so caught up in where they want to go that they don't think where they are yeah 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 and and to be honest it's it's a bit frustrating we're not saying that it's you wake up one day and all of a sudden you have six clients 12 clients 20 clients Mm -hmm. priscilla said it herself she spent maybe four or five months in total isolation total aloneness Mm -hmm. it's difficult to open your eyes and see where you're really at yeah. But you have to push yourself past the frustration, past the numbness, past feeling stuck mm-hmm. to yeah. get past the fear. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. are afraid. Are afraid, yes. But once again, you will not know unless you try. You try. And so you have something in your hands. Like, what do you have in your hands? Do you have a pencil? Do you draw? Do you sing? Do you Are you learning an instrument? Do you, are there instruments lying around in the house? Nobody plays them. Nobody... Mm-hmm. There's something you have in your hand. There's something you have in your heart. There's something you have in your mind. And you can use that to get to where yeah. you're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can. So uh, what advice would you give to anyone who is going to live abroad? Or okay. what tips and tricks can you share? <laughs> so for me, the main thing is open your mind. Be open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're going to a new place, you have all these ideas. Mm-hmm. what this place is going to be like or what it could be or from what you've had. Mm-hmm. But even though it's important to like know where you're going, mm-hmm. like just know the facts of where you're going because don't just go to a place and you're just there. <laughs> no, yeah. find out. Figure out. But like even in that, yeah, allow yourself to know that it may not be exactly what you have had. Mm. Prepare, like carry a piece of home with you. Mm-hmm. don't leave and leave it all behind mm-hmm. because for moments when you're sad for moments when you feel alone mm-hmm. those little things go a long way to help you yeah mm-hmm. um 
I've already said, open your mind. Um, talk to people. Like, of course, don't just go talk to anyone. <laughs> talk to people. Yeah. Reach out to people. You know, don't don't, don't be antisocial uh-huh. just because, you know, you're from another place. And it's different. There's so much, yeah, there's so mm-hmm. much you can learn from each other. There is so much that you miss out on because you've closed your mind mm-hmm. to what is out there. There's a lot. So it's important for people to understand that much as you're going to a new place and it could be scary, it's okay to be scared. But for how long will you be scared? Mm-hmm. You know, don't um, allow yourself to drown in those emotions. It's very easy to, mm-hmm. but you have to decide on your own that you're not going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared to try new things. Be open to enjoying the new place you're going to you know a lot of times we we when you watch um on tv guys like in the amazing race and they have gone to a country they have never been to yeah mm-hmm. but they're at the airport and then they're the clue is like oh you have to travel to where mm-hmm. you see those guys waiting i say oh but i'm scared to no yeah just no, no, go no, no, no those guys go they go they, they they get a cab and they are there on their way yeah they, they, there's no fear mm. I know it seems like a, in any, uh, an idea that doesn't make sense or an example that doesn't make sense, but for me, it does make sense because mm. they have no fear. Mm. Be cautious, yes, but... Be cautious, be careful, be wise, be open-minded to new opportunities and, mm-hmm. and seek to enjoy this new place. Yes. And also, like little tricks you can do is like, try to find people who are in a similar situation. Mm. like yeah try to reach out there's there are so many resources even online uh-huh. like i know people say facebook is the old people app which is, <laughs> i don't know but there's a lot of support for you online you don't have to be facebook mm. you know there are lots of people who are also there just it, it doesn't hurt to find out mm. yeah um explore it wherever you're going try to find little pieces of home Mm-hmm. In the new place, maybe you discover a restaurant that has this one dish that mm-hmm. literally is like home. Maybe when you go to, um, you go try things that you enjoy in a new place. Mm-hmm. So maybe before you liked going to watch movies, you go to, go to the cinema, watch a mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Find comfort in the things you enjoy in the new place. Ah, I like that. Mm, I like that. So before we get to the last question on this podcast, yeah. we ask the guest, how uh, would you mm-hmm. know that question that they have mm-hmm. never seen before? Okay. Um, so Priscilla, would you rather go deep sea diving mm. or bungee jumping and why? Wow. This is very difficult for me because I don't like either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like heights. Mm-hmm. I don't like being up there uh, because when I'm up there, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to fall off. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. When I am, when I go to the, when I go to the, I don't even like going to the ocean because mm-hmm. I don't like open water like that. I don't trust it. I can't see the end. I don't know what is inside, so I'm not. That's why so, you. That's why you're diving so at this to point, see. I am now thinking to myself. <laughs> What way would I rather die? Should I die with an animal eating me up? Am I, I just fall off? Who, mini who talked about hope? dying? There's see, not... that's, that's, see, that's how I think about those things. <laughs> that's, that's where my mind... But in this case, mm-hmm. 
I would rather jump, do the bungee jump. For real? Than going to the water. I think I fear the water more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, no, 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 no. I like no. that. You should see me at pools. I, I, I don't, I'm not the, I'm never the first person to dive into water. I know. I wait for everyone to just go time. check it out. <laughs> and then I'm like, sour. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. So the mm. final question is, complete this sentence. Home mm. is? You know, this was hard when I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I cannot put it in one word. It's a, it's a whole sentence. You have, you have. Yeah, to- I have so many ideas for it. But for me, mm-hmm. home is where I feel at peace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Despite everything that is happening around me, despite my fears, despite things not going the way I want them to go, despite things going well and, and working out really in the best possible way, for me, home is where there is peace. That's, that's, how, it, that, that's how it's always been. Okay. Where I can go and I feel safe and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't feel like there's anything out to get me where I know that I feel protected in a way where I am that peaceful. Mm-hmm. That is home for me. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That's deep. Thank you. <laughs> um, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I find it so interesting because you've spoken about how we have this sense of urgency in Kenya and you'll hear a different view about how Kenyans are perceived and that sense of urgency we have. Um, thank you so much, Priscilla, for sharing with us. You have yeah. spoken with so much wisdom. I feel challenged to like push through, push past the fear and pursue the life I want to live. I hope you as the listener have felt challenged as well. <laughs> Priscilla's links in the description so you get to see her business um, and get to connect with her as a person. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. See you in the next one. Oh, before you yeah. go, before you go, come back, come back, come back. Please give <laughs> podcast. Please give us a positive review and send me a message on Anchor so I can hear what you think about everything we've said today. We need you guys to rate us well so that more people know about this podcast. Share this episode with someone you know. Share this episode with someone who's living abroad and just have a conversation about what it's like Kushimaju to live away from home. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. See you in the next one. And that brings us to the end of the Kuishi Maju series. I really hope you enjoyed hearing the perspectives of my guests from abroad and home. Um, If you are away from home, please reach out to someone um, who is either from your country or your community reach out to home if you have loved ones who are away reach out to them say hi to them um, send them your love if you enjoyed this series and you haven't shared I I what do you want me to say anyway I'm so grateful that you got to listen and Thank you for the engagement. Thank you for the support. I'm looking forward to next month. I think you guys are really going to enjoy what I have lined up for you. So yeah, keep the conversation going. Check up on your loved ones and stay safe. I see you in the next one.